Welcome to the Stories She Sings, where we bring messages of biblical women to life through inspired songs. We hope this podcast will be a place of rest, refuge, and refreshing in the presence of God. Welcome to the Stories She Sings. I am so excited to be here with you today. And the more that I do this, the more I look forward to being with you and to pondering and to meditating and to bringing forth ideas to journal about and deep relaxation to go through with the music and with the questions to ponder. I want to bring to your attention that in every episode that I will create for you, there will be questions to ponder and meditate. So you can go to the show notes after this this radio show, which will then be turned into a podcast. You will be able to find these shows by going to karenlingrantpodcast.com. And as you go there, there will be so many avenues for you to re-listen, listen again to these podcasts. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Amazon podcast or on Apple podcast and so many other others. But today I feel so excited to come to you and to remind you that the only time you can listen live to these shows is on Loving Liberty Radio Network. That is an app that you can download onto your phone. So if you happened onto this one when it had already become a podcast, know that you can go to Loving Liberty Radio Network, and every Sunday at noon at Mountain Daylight Time, there will be a podcast right in the middle of the sounds of Sunday, the beautiful music that is being aired. So I wanted to let you know that so that you can go there live and get a fresh new radio show. Then that radio show will be turned into a podcast. And it will be aired again, but not necessarily the next day. You might have to wait a little while to get it. So we'll be releasing these at 1 a.m. every Friday morning so that you can have a Faith-Filled Friday. Now, Faith-Filled Friday is for the gathering of women around the globe to be able to bring your journals, bring your essential oils if you love them to wear your fuzzy slippers, and to just create a time when you can come, bring your scriptures, and bring your meditative heart, your pondering soul, and come and feast with me. Today, I'm so excited as I ponder the subject of dancing with abundance. And if you look at the root word of abundance, you'll see the word dance. And as I have been able to experience the throes of being a single woman, a single mother, a divorced woman, and now a happily married woman, I can tell you that the experience that I've had in wanting to come into the Lord for him to help me to use and utilize the gifts, the talents, and the strengths that he gave to me has become a platform now where If there's a woman out there, if you are a woman that doesn't know your gift, that may not know quite yet what your mission, calling, and purpose is, then this podcast is for you. 
it's so important, first of all, that we recognize that every single one of us has been given a gift. Some women have just a natural ability for business. And so it's easy to become lucrative entrepreneurs, or they have a gift that is noted by a wonderful boss, and then they they take up a job, a full-time job with, with somebody else's employee. But this podcast is for those of you who want to study it out, who want to ponder, who want to meditate, and to think about what is my gift? What is my mission? What is my calling? What is my purpose? Why am I here? And what beautiful legacy can I live, leave upon this earth after I'm gone? As we ponder this, I want to turn your hearts to the Lord who talks throughout the Bible of having life more abundantly as we come into Christ. And I think that one of the reasons why we do uh, fashion a life of spiritual abundance and emotional abundance first is just like with the story of the loaves and the fishes. You know, the Savior knew when he was on that mount, that Sermon on the Mount, that he needed to take care of their physical needs because he couldn't get their spiritual attention if their stomachs were grumbling. And so how important it is to the Lord that we find that that means in that way to assist. If we're married women, we might be called to assist in bringing in an income. If we are a single woman, we may find that we have needs that we need to bring to the Lord. And so today I want to share with you a little bit of my journey. And the last half of this podcast is going to be so much fun because it includes the songs that I've written about the testimony that I've gained about the Savior's desire to teach us how to dance, to dance the abundant life. And it also includes musical meditations that I've created through the years that wherein I was taught how to come unto Christ to seek for abundance. Now, I did not have a mentor at that time. The only mentor I had was the Savior, and that is the perfect mentor. Jesus is the perfect joy coach. And so I was able to find the faith and continue to regroup myself, no matter what I went through as a single woman or even as a married woman, to find the means to develop talents in order to bless lives, to minister to souls. But it didn't always, it wasn't always that way, and it didn't start that way. It starts with us humbling ourselves and going to the Lord and asking, Lord, do I have a gift? And of course you have a gift. Of course the Lord has given every single person who has come to this planet Earth a special gift and a way to make a difference and a way to to bless humanity. And all he asks is that as we develop that gift, that we bring it back to him. 
and we fashion it and we perfect it and we grow in our ability to use it to benefit and serve his children. All of our gifts, all of our talents, note, they were given to us first to bring us joy. Imagine the joy of a little child as they perfect a piece on the piano, or a little child as they perfect a cartwheel in a gymnastics class, or a little child as they they are able to learn a dance routine. And the joy of learning and growing in your gift, whatever that gift might be. That gift might be the gift of a listening heart. That gift might be the gift of a singing heart. That gift might be the gift of of a accountant's mind and brain or the gift of a seamstress that can make clothes, that can design and fashion fabrics into beautiful pieces. Whatever our gift is, we get to consecrate that gift to the Lord. And if we need, if we have a need to bring in an income, we can go to the Lord and ask for instruction on how to do that. Again, I want to remind you, and I've talked about the Shunammite widow many times, but if you remember, her husband had passed away. And this story is found in 2 Kings. And he left her deeply in debt. And the bondsmen were coming to take away her sons. And she went to the prophet Elisha. And she didn't know what to do because she was in deep debt. And she was about to lose her farm and her boys. The prophet Elisha turned to this humble widow and asked her to take an inventory. What do you have in your home? And as she pondered, she remembered that she had a cruise of oil, a cruise of olive oil. Well, the prophet Elijah was able to magnify her gift, her means, and asked her to go and take her sons to find vessels and to gather the vessels and to pour the oil into the vessels. Now, we do not know how big her cruise of oil is, but we know that she gathered many vessels with her sons. And when they had gathered the final vessel, the oil was stayed, and she was able to take of her goods and go and sell them to the people in her community. They were blessed to have the olive oil. She was blessed to get out of debt. Today, I want to share with you an excerpt from from a journal that I wrote many, many years ago, and this precedes one of the songs that I will be sharing with you today. The song is called He Danced With Me, and it was a beautiful vision that I experienced as I asked the Lord for a song of gratitude and praise. So I'd like to share this story with you. As a child, when I heard of the story of King Midas and his golden touch, I was thrilled. I remember a whole day I pretended that whatever I touched turned to gold too. I soon began to realize that it could create a problem, perhaps having so much gold, and it was not the desire of my heart any longer. I couldn't eat a thing, and I loved to eat. But as I heard the stories of Jesus, I marveled even more upon his healing touch. 
Umpteen years later, I was beginning to feel the excitement of a child every day as though I woke up and it was Christmas morning. It was time to make my Christmas Christmas list for the Lord and to define with him my temporal needs, my wants, my wishes, my righteous desires. It was time to believe upon the faith of those who walked with him, who talked with him, and whose lives were personally blessed by him. The fact that he is not physically here to perform the miracles that I was ready to receive, as he was for them in the olden days, did not seem to matter to me. I was a single mother, and I turned to my scriptures, and I pondered them because now I needed to bring in an income. My faith was becoming sufficient through all of my experiences of his many tender mercies that I no longer felt he walked beside me from a distance. No, I felt that he was holding my hand now. I think of the song I used to sing often as a child, having learned it at my own mother's knee. Tell me the stories of Jesus. I love to hear things I would ask him to tell me if he were here. Scenes by the wayside, tales of the sea, stories of Jesus. Tell them to me. I wonder, why did I love to sing about the stories of Jesus? Perhaps it was because they filled my heart as a child and with a simple faith and assurance that if he blessed his followers in days of old, then why not me? Why not now? And so my childlike faith grew. It grew and it grew. I began to know with all my heart that the stories of Jesus were true. Everywhere the Savior went, he touched lives. He was better than King Midas. He had the healer's touch. His fame grew. Multitudes followed him everywhere he went. Who was this man who created order out of chaos? Who was this physician who inspired health from sickness? Who was this healer who fashioned wholeness from brokenness? The whispers started flowing among the people of his day. I could almost see them in my mind's eye. Have you heard? He will be speaking today upon the mount. I could see the people hustling and bustling up the hillside just to see the wonderful man named Jesus. Just imagine what he can do with my broken legs. Rejoice, the lame man. Imagine what he will do with my blind eyes, exclaims the blind man. Ten lepers wait around the bend. Perhaps he can heal my dying friend, supposes yet another. What about empty pockets, cries a beggar. What about my broken marriage, mourns a rejected spouse. And from the back of a multitude, one single lowly woman bows her head sighing. What about my broken heart? She wonders silently to herself. Everywhere that Jesus went, his flock was sure to follow. And why did they follow him? Because they witnessed firsthand as he turned lives filled with spiritual famine into lives filled with the celebration of spiritual abundance. 
fishermen were directed to cast their nets on the right side of the boat. Empty nets were filled. A broken bow was made strong. Food was obtained for women and children traveling through a wilderness. Soon, it was the meek souls of the earth who were inheriting the earth. The rich and famous must have been surprised. Who was this man? They mocked him and spit upon him. Still, all the while, spiritual feasts began to dot the ancient land wherever Jesus walked. Flowers blossomed beneath his feet, mourning souls sitting upon hillsides, feeling lost in a vast multitude, turned into singers and dancers. Oh, how they rejoiced when he stopped for the one, taking time to touch one at a time. Once dusty paths that left the imprints of discouraged and weary feet turned into straight and narrow paths that led from emotionally crushed lives into spiritually caressed lives. His was the healer's touch. He took the discouraged and encouraged them. He took the disillusioned and illuminated them. He took the weary and sat at heart and inspired them onto the victory. He danced with sinners. He blessed the wine-bibbers and the gluttons. He changed the hearts of those who were brimming with an abundance of gratitude, peace, love, joy, and happiness. He took those who were friendless and gave them the gift of his divine friendship. If his was the only friendship they could embrace, they were turned from paupers into princes. For what better friend can we have than Jesus? His first miracle was turning water into wine. And after that, everywhere he went, he just kept turning every negative into a positive, every dark and hopeless situation into the promise of spiritual prosperity. Before he had even atoned for their sins, he had already turned their poverty into prosperity. And in the end, he laid down his life so that we might have something to look forward to beyond the grave. He took his death, the last straw, and turned that into eternal life. The Savior grew grace by grace until he mastered the gift of transforming spiritual darkness into spiritual light. He mastered the formula for the power of conversion. The Bible dictionary says that conversion denotes the first conscious bending of the will of man to the will of God. It begins with repentance and ends with faith. All he asked for was a broken heart, a contrite spirit, faith as a grain of mustard seed, a hint of hope, even but just enough so that he could perform his gift. Remember the man in the New Testament who said, I believe, Lord, help thou my unbelief. This man desired with all of his heart to be healed of his infirmity, but knew his faith was lacking. He was granted the wish of his heart. From this story, we see that the Son of God could use even a simple bit of belief to get the transformation and conversion process moving. 
and it didn't always have to be the faith of one who was afflicted. It could be the faith of a father, as in the story of the daughter of Jairus, who was raised from the dead at age 12. And it was through her father's faith, probably and perhaps her mother's faith as well, because both her father and her mother were there at the time when Jesus went with Peter, James, and John, also in the room, when he brought a little girl back to an abundant life. When we go to a foreign country, we forfeit our money and allow it to be converted to the currency of the country we're about to visit. This is also a form of conversion. We are but strangers here and foreign citizens, as it says in the New Testament. But as we come unto the Savior, he asks us to make a sacrifice, even the sacrifice of a broken heart and a contrite spirit. He asks us to yield up the currency of fear and doubt and darkness and discouragement and take our spiritual lack, the form of currency that we may have been operating upon or in. And then he immerses that negative frequency with the energy of his pure love. Through a divine conversion process, our negative currency of scarcity is changed into a positive currency, which results in greater faith and in our ability to live the abundant life. We progress up the ascending staircase, degree by degree, grace by grace, being filled with more and more light and truth as we ascend. And then our faith becomes the gift of knowing that he will hear our cries. He will hear our calls and he will continue to perform mighty miracles in our behalf. The conversion process happens not all at once, but in little instants, one instant at a time, we are changed. By experiencing one spiritual experience at a time, we can be changed into his likeness. We can be illuminated with his presence like a dimmer switch, increasing the volume of light until at last we can even have his image engraven in our countenance. And our countenances can be filled with the light of his love. When the energy of his pure love is vibrating at such a high frequency, it performs instant miracles that seem to defy the laws of nature. He understands what's happening perfectly, but our finite mortal minds cannot comprehend the laws of God that are beginning to operate in our behalf. And so whatever we cannot explain, we call a miracle. The spiritual conversion process seems to take but an ember of light in the form of hope, faith, or even but a desire to believe in order to turn water into wine. But it is up to us to ask. Upon one strength, another is built, and so our faith grows. One miracle at a time, we learn to trust in his divine friendship. We come to believe for ourselves that he is constant, steady, consistent, and persistent in his love. And so as we live in an ever-changing world, we come to know the one 
whose love is constant, unchanging, still the same. The laws of asking and receiving are eternal. They didn't just apply to the people of Christ's day. No matter what form of scarcity our life is manifesting at a given moment, if we lack enthusiasm, if we lack faith, if we lack encouragement, if we but ask with but a desire to believe, it is but a simple childlike faith that sets the wheels of a change for the better into motion. Isn't that exciting? As we come to understand that it is not only permissible, but expected of us that we ask in faith for all things that we stand in need of, both temporally and spiritually, the embers of hope and faith can be fanned into glorious flames of pure knowledge that whatsoever thing ye ask in faith, believing that ye shall receive, it shall be given you. We do not need to know how to wire a house to enjoy the gift of electricity. We do not need to understand how scarcity can be turned into abundance or how darkness is turned into light to begin living with an increase of love, light, and truth. All we need to do is to to enjoy the power of electricity in our homes is to flip the switch. And all we need to do to enjoy the power of God's abundant love for us is to simply turn on the light by saying a prayer. For it is by the power of prayer, the power of thought directed to divinity, to the divine in the heavens, that we learn to exercise our faith and increase in our ability to demonstrate that faith by asking, then expressing gratitude for all things received. That we begin to see healing begin to occur in our spiritual lives, in our emotional lives, even in our financial lives. Yes, yes, our broken hearts can be made whole. Our broken bodies can be healed of infirmities. Our broken bank accounts can be healed as well. Spiritual abundance can be translated into financial prosperity as well. The atonement of Jesus Christ heals all kinds of scarcity issues and even indebtedness. I never understood that before I, began, before I began writing this book, Dancing with Abundance. But one day the light dawned on me. I saw that he had thus far turned every negative into a positive in my life. And I began to feel a particle of faith, even that ember of hope that he could bless me, a single mother, with the ability to prosper in every aspect of her life, spiritually, emotionally, socially, mentally, mentally, and even financially. I see the Savior moving through the multitude upon the hillside towards the lonely single woman, the single man, those who have lost loves. I see as he heals the lame man in my mind's eye, as he heals the blind man. I witness in my mind's eye as he heals the ten lepers. I see the one returning to thank him. I envision as he fills the beggar's heart with hope for an abundant life. Now he turns to that one and whispers, Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God and will still give thee aid. 
I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with my with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were increased against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall perish. Thou that seek them, they thou that seek thee shall not find thee, even them that contended with thee. They that war against thee shall be as nothing, as it as a thing of naught. For I, the Lord thy God, will hold thy right hand, saying unto thee, Fear not, I will help thee. And this is from Isaiah 41, 10 through 12. Tenderly, he takes the hand of the single woman, of the single man. He takes their hands and he bends down upon the dewy grass in front of them. Dear mother, your heart is broken. Dear father, your heart is dismayed. What would you like me to do for you? You are not lame. You are not blind. You do not have leprosy. You have a broken heart, he whispers. The woman gazes up at him into his smiling eyes and whispers with newfound hope after watching the others he has healed who are now leaping and laughing and rejoicing together. Will you teach me how to dance? She bids him. I'd like to dance with joy. with the blind man till his darkened eyes could see He danced with the deaf man till his ears could hear but sing He danced with the lame man till withered feet could leap for joy He danced with a sinner man His soul was reborn He danced with the beggar and his pockets overflowed He danced with a hungry man Living bread filled his soul He danced with a homeless man Meet the moonlight shining bright He danced with men's shadows He danced them into light With gratitude Their voices rang Praises to and sang all the day They praised his name For his miracles When the people danced with him His joy was full He danced with the weary one Till he found rest again he danced away man's troubles when their hearts drew near to him. He danced with the dying, gave them the breath of life. He danced with one widow, she gave him her last mite. He danced with one leper, nine others crept away. He danced with the one lost lamb, shepherd and the stray he danced with the meek souls who inherited the earth he danced with saint and sinner both he gave them a rebirth 
With gratitude their voices ring Praises to they danced and sang all the day They praised his name for his miracles When they danced with him their joy was full He danced upon rough waters, he calmed them crystal blue he danced upon hillside, the multitudes danced too. He danced into that garden to pardon all our sin, hoping all God's children would sing and dance with him. He wept for each broken heart, he counted every loss. His feet kept slowly dancing still, Beneath the burden of his cross He never once ceased dancing Even when he closed his eyes He never slept, his spirit napped As he danced toward yonder skies I stood far off beholding He danced with them one by one Would he come, come dance with me A single lowly one he must have known I was alone He must have heard my cries Daughter, will you sing and dance with me to paradise? With gratitude, hear my voice ring Praises to I dance and sing for him I praise his name for his miracles I clap Sing, his joy is full with gratitude. In my voice ringing, praises to his glory bringing, hosannas to his holy name. He came and he saved, he came and he saved me. He came. One dance for me, he danced with me, he danced for me, he danced with me, danced with me, he danced with me, danced with me. Dancing with abundance, moving your feet to the beat of a new song. Dancing with abundance begins with a desire to dance a new dance to the rhythm of a new song. First, we must throw out the old record and admit that the needle has been sticking and that the record is scratched. It's an archaic thought that keeps repeating itself over and over in our minds to the tune of scarcity. Now let's pick out the new song we want to dance to. Next, let yourself begin to feel the rhythm of that song and let your shoulders begin to sway to the music. Tap your foot. If you're too full of doubt to tap your whole foot, then start with just one toe. Let that one toe get excited about dancing with abundance. When that toe is converted to the idea, let it spread to another toe. 
and another. Soon your ten fine toes will start to keep the beat. Now set your knees into motion. Move your hips. Let them sway gracefully with the winds of belief that you feel moving within your being. Let the joy of this new song begin flowing throughout your body, mind, heart, and spirit. This is the abundance dance. Feel it in every cell, joint, tissue, gland, molecule, and atom. This is the new wine that Christ desires to fill you with, for he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I came that you might have life more abundantly. Yes, Christ desires that you should receive a new life in him. He desires that you should let the joy of this new life course through your veins and run deep in your blood. He desires that his blood be put into you and the message that runs in his blood is life everlasting, joy everlasting, hope everlasting, and prosperity. He wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise in every way. He wants you to have and experience joy in every cell of your being. So let the music travel through your solar plexus, removing all feelings of a lack of dignity, scarcity, and self-worth. Let the music massage your soul on an atomic level, leaving a wave of enthusiasm in every cell, filling you with faith in Christ, hope in Christ, and the pure love of Christ for yourself and everyone else. Let your whole soul sway gracefully to the music. Let it move up your being into your lungs. Breathe. Breathe in abundance. Let it circulate through your respiratory system. Let it begin illuminating your nervous system. Let the old beliefs travel out of the ends of your fingers and toes with every exhale. Sway to the music. Lift your arms now and let your spirit take flight. An empty ballroom floor Deep velvet curtains opening Reveal a heart and open door A stillness in soft chambers The music quickens now Before an unseen audience Gracefully she Revealing pillars of great strength Grace the vastness of her choice She's conquered fear at length The rubble swept, new gardens kept She'll dance among the stars Chamber doors are opening Joy steps into her heart Dance with joy into a fullness the pathway's being cleared Fears, illusions are all passing Love's smiling face is near Dance with joy into a fullness In this moment, sweet romance 
hesitant, her heart confesses, but I never learned to dance, I never learned to dance. Joy steps onto that open floor, for him all space is cleared. Mirages all are fading fast, she's moving past facades of fear. Soft, confident smiles up at him, she offers him her hand. He becomes her own dance partner, now she whispers, will you teach me how to dance? Come teach me how to dance. Fears were from past illusions No one knew that she could dance Her life awaiting dance floor Joy would one day have its chance To dip her heart, to sway her now With love irresistible It may seem she's dancing all alone She's dancing with joy Dance with joy into your pathway now is clear Fears, illusions are past and gone Love's smiling face is here Dance with joy into a fullness In this moment sweet romance He takes her hand, he leads her soul Into joyful dance Into a joyful dance Sways her, gently leads her across life's floor Dance up a sweeping staircase To secret gardens through glass doors They dance into the open sky Tiptoe across the stars These lessons in amazing grace Send her spirit dancing far Send her spirit dancing far single heart, a single mind, all the glory be to him. Dressed in gowns and godly confidence, flowing robes swaying the wind. He leads a heart in quiet grace into realms of peace and calm. No mortal man can quite describe how her fears all passed and gone. I dance with joy into a my pathway's all been cleared Fears, illusions are past and gone I seek his face while he is near Dance with joy into a fullness In life's moment sweet romance In gratitude embracing him I whisper I can dance Come dance into a fullness Creation's measure now is clear With his illusions past and gone The smiling face is here Dance with joy into a fullness Life is a sweet romance In gratitude embracing her He whispers You can dance Thank you for this dance Dance can sing and dance, dance.
From the chains that have been binding you. Feel yourself being set free now, in this moment, by the truth that God is a God of abundance and that His pure intention has never been to see you suffer needlessly. He simply wants you to come unto Him. He wants to show you the way to prosperity, wealth, and happiness. Yes, you, my child, have been poor in spirit. Come unto him. Dance with the man who filled the pockets of beggar men. Dance with the man who fed 5,000 on one loaf and two fishes. Dance with the man who put a coin in the fish's mouth so his disciples could pay their taxes. Dance with the millionaire from Nazareth. Dance with the man who could have had the wealth of this world, but who chose to set his heart upon the riches of eternity. Dance with the man who led a man to a land called Bountiful for its much fruit. Dance with the man who filled a woman's water pot with living water so that she would never thirst again. Come, my child, Dance with the man who told his disciples which side of the vessel to lower their nets on so that they could bring up a whole net full of fishes. Sway to his music. Surrender to the truth. He is not a God who delights himself in seeing his children suffer in scarcity. No, this is the absolute man that gave his life so that we could all have life more abundantly. Move now, my child. Lift your feet up off this earth floor. Feel yourself being carried away upon the wings of eagles in your imagination. Surrender your fears, the ones you have believed in all of your life, and believe that you are not a pauper, but a princess. You are a queen with a royal birthright. You have at least one talent that will bring God glory and help you to pay your dues here upon this planet. Your needs are known by Him. But lady, do you know them? Have you counted the cost of all that you need, temporally and spiritually? Have you brought an assessment of your desires and hopes of that which you would like to obtain? Once you have counted the cost, Bring your report to the one who can save you spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and financially. Once you have determined the size of your debts, bring them to the only one who can free you from bondage, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and financially. Your faith in him shall make you whole. For what father, when his child asks for bread, will give him a stone? And should he give thee a stone? If you ask him to touch it, he will make it shine for all the world to see. Keep dancing, little child. Keep dancing in the newfound vibration of liberty. Repeat, in God we trust. 
As soon as you learn to put your trust in God, He shall pour the coins of abundance into your outstretched dancing arms. He shall open the windows of heaven. So great shall be the reward of those who trust in Him. Sway to His music, little child. Follow His lead. Let His steps guide your mortal feet to the path that shall lead you to all He has to give to you. Believe in God's goodness and let the creation process move into the reaping process. Reap for the reward of your faith is joy, the harvest of every blessing you stand in need of and more to spare with those who stand in need as well. Obtaining new blessings begins with being able to visualize those blessings coming into reality. Surely, if you seek Him, you shall surely find Him. The first three letters of the word seek is see. You must learn to see things in advance, to behold in your mind's eye a far more glorious future in order to see it come to fruition. And he shall mount up in the imagination of his thoughts as upon eagle's wings.
dance with him upon life's stage. I hear angels applauding as we dip and dance with grace. His warm voice serenades me, leave past loves, past lives behind. Gracefully, I'll lead your child. Put your hand in Remember the prince's smiling face in the hidden storybook pages of your pre-mortal life. He promised you that one day you would come to realize that true love lasts forever, child. His pure love for his brothers and his sisters never fails. I'm not speaking about fairy tale loves. Fairy tale loves will come and go. I'm not pointing to mirages in the wilderness. I'm speaking of the real live creation of true charity, the kind of cherishing that can fill your heart and mind with joy. It can begin happening just as soon as you embrace the belief that with pure faith and a shared vision, you can begin writing your new book of joys. Close the book of sorrows, child. It's time to rewrite history. The atonement begins to change things in the moment, in the moment that you embrace it. So clap your hands for joy, little child. Untie the pretty ribbons and receive the miracle of forgiveness. It's time to sing the song of redeeming love with all your heart, might, mind, and strength. It's time to embrace the pure love of Christ. Embrace your love for life by filling your heart with gratitude for the physical senses. Embrace yourself, your femininity, your womanhood, your beauty, and stand serene in your strengths, both great and small. Do not hold yourself back with the limiting belief that you have a weakness, therefore you do not deserve to feel joy. For a weakness seen through humble eyes and touched by His sufficient grace shall become one of your greatest strengths. Nothing, little child, absolutely nothing that is imperative for the salvation of souls is impossible for the one who turned water into wine. 
miracles await you. Believe in miracles. Call them forth with your faith. Fall gracefully into the arms of his love, and he shall fill you with the knowledge that you are indeed loved and cherished by him. He cannot write you out of the script as an unworthy partner, for even if you were indeed acting the part, he knows there isn't anything that his pure love cannot heal. To truly feel cherished is simply to experience the pure love of Christ. And then, oh, what songs you will sing. So come unto him and let him show you how to truly love your life. You must first begin by loving yourself. Someone must demonstrate that pure love for you, to you. So come, little child. Let him pattern the attributes of love for you, to you. He shall start by beholding the moon, the stars, and Mother Nature. It's time to embrace the divine assurance that he has created all things both in the heavens and in the earth for you. Come with him, come unto him, and simply enjoy the healing hand of Mother Nature. You can appreciate a life filled with beauty, serendipity, spontaneity of the little child within, just as soon as you let go. You can feel your Heavenly Mother's gentle hand in the wind's soft caress. It's time to let the Son of God kiss your cheek through a gentle ray of sunlight as you rest in fields of flowers now. It's time to dance in His love and let it encircle you. Come bathe your soul in the sunbeams. They are a manifestation of a thousand rays of hope. Come, dance with joy. Dance with abundance in the summer rain showers. He is extending his finger to you. Little child, would you like to dance your purpose, your calling, and your mission? Will it hurt? My childlike self asks a bit sheepishly. I am ready to dance with the kind shepherd, so perhaps being a little sheepish is understandable. <laughs> 